Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You have an opportunity to make the first round pick for New England. Mm. Who you going with? I'm going to say best available, but I'll go Jaden. If he there, I'll take him. He won Heisman. He, you, you can see the arm talent. You can see the leg talent. I feel like you have to have a mobile quarterback now uh, in today's game when stuff breaks down yeah, for him to get out of st- uh, sticky situations. Uh, so I, I'm saying if he's there, I'm taking him. But best available, honestly. Matthew Judon on with Cam Newton on uh, – one of his many podcasts. I should know what that was called. Fourth and one. Thank you. Fourth and one. Because that's where he gets it done. If he can get there. If he can like, get there, exactly. There. I thought uh, it was like Funky Friday. Wasn't that his old one? That's a different one. That was I, his old I said he's got a lot Friday. of them. I, I have trouble keeping track, but I should have known that one. Fourth and one. He had Matthew Judon. And when asked who to take, Matthew Judon says Jaden Daniels. And I agree with some of his logic. Like, you want a mobile quarterback. I just happen to think all these quarterbacks are mobile, and I think any of them could get that done. And I would happen to prioritize them. May, Williams, Daniels. But I like all three. I'm in on all three. So what do you want the Celtics to do? Something we talked about. uh, I'm sorry, Patriots to do. Something we've talked about a lot here on Jones and Mega with Arkin. Uh, We'll talk to Tommy Curran about it about a half an hour from now at 3.30. We talk to him every Thursday. If you miss any of that, Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Get it on your phone. Take it with you wherever you go. It's free. It's easy. You can listen live, or you can tell your smart speaker to play 93.7 WEEI. Now, Arkan, you forwarded something interesting about the Patriots and the confidence level in the Pats to rebuild things this offseason. How did uh, was the Sports Illustrated or Sports Illustrated, right? Yes, one of their AI generated. I was going to say, so I, I don't, I don't really know what they're doing <laughs> these days, but Sports Illustrated <laughs> does not. Does not have a lot of confidence wow, in the past. Brooke, I recognize that sound different. right away, but <laughs> that was. Awesome. Oh, never mind. He sounds the same. <laughs> uh, very good. Yes. Yeah, so this was. Uh, it was written by a person. It was written by Matt Verderam, unless that's an AI joke. And it's QB confidence index. And the Patriots are the only team in the entire NFL that got graded a zero. It's between uh, zero and ten. The Texans are a ten. Uh, the Colts are like a five and a half. The Jaguars are a seven. Patriots, the only team on this list that were a uh, straight-up zero. And the guy wrote, Patriots are back to where they were in the early 90s before Robert Kraft, Bill Parcells, and Drew Bledsoe arrived. No quarterback, no weapons, and an unproven coach. Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi aren't good, and New England doesn't pick early enough for Caleb Williams or Drake May. Jaden Daniels, come on down. How's that a zero? I just I don't understand that. 
How I, are they d- I think the draft position should at least put you at like a three. I just do you think Jaden Daniels is going to be worse than Mac Jones? Well, no, and it's based Zappi? on what's on the roster right now. Oh, yeah, but still, I just by fixing the quarterback, you can fix everything. So I don't, I just don't get that. That this should be one, and I haven't gotten this about the offensive coordinator search the entire offseason. And I think the answer with the offensive coordinator search and why no one quote unquote wants to work here is because Elliot Wolf and Gerard May, they don't know that many people. They don't know enough people around the league. They're not connected enough. And so Elliot Wolf reaches out to Cleveland and brings in people he knows in Green Bay. And Gerard Mayo brings in people that are pretty much already on the staff or, you know, some people who used to work in the building. Like, that was their their thought process. But I'm surprised this isn't an attractive job because you should want to work with a rookie quarterback. I think if I'm an offensive coordinator or a prospective offensive coordinator and I have dreams and designs of being a head coach, you want to work with a young quarterback. And a team, and I know they're not factoring it in here, but and a team that can spend in free agency on wide receivers or whatever. They have another high pick in the second round, 34th overall, where maybe you get a weapon for your quarter. Like, I I would want to come here. I don't get why it's a zero. I get that you're not a 10 like you would be with C.J. Stroud, but they should be like a four or a five. I feel like they should be right smack dab in the middle because if they hit, they're going to zoom up these rankings. First of all, I think they're just trying to generate clicks in news by saying the New England Patriots, the place that let the greatest quarterback of all time walk out the door, is a big Ooh. fat zero okay. on our list now. Fine. So take that into account. The other how, thing how I'll would say you here, I would give him like a three. Okay. I'd give him a three. Look, at you had a once upon a time a rookie quarterback who looked all right, and you got to move on from him now, and hopefully you get a little something back. And like you said, you're in a good draft position, but I, I understand that this is a roster thing. I'd just ask this. If it's a roster thing... So they rank the Denver Broncos. They give them a 1.5. And they say, barring a miracle, the Broncos are going to release Russell Wilson early this offseason. Dead cap money is going to be $85 million. So what's next? Denver will almost certainly draft a quarterback in the first round to compete with Jarrett Stidham. It's a tough spot. Like, how is that better? How is that a better spot? Because technically, Russell Wilson is currently on your roster. You're going to owe him $85 million. I don't even, but, and I don't even care about the money. It's just as simple as who drafts where. So well, the Bron- it kind of keeps you out of I, going I, out in free agency. But I'm saying I don't care, right? I don't care about that, whatever. If you do, you do. But I, for me, it's as simple as where do the Broncos pick and where do the Patriots pick? And who has a better chance of getting a quarterback? Right. Good question. The Patriots are taking a quarterback, which is not a guarantee, first of all. And second of all, I do sort of understand the idea of your third. So you're not getting the two top. Right, exactly. But you're not getting the two top guys. You're going to have to settle for the third guy. Broncos are 12th overall. Okay, but that's that's if you feel that he's the third guy. Well, yeah. But it's from the perspective of all the AFC teams. So they're not going to say what you think and what you think and what you think. It's here's here's what's out there. You're going to be getting the third one. But I'm telling you, I see Jaden Daniels go ahead of Drake May in plenty of drafts. So they might get Drake. He says they're not going to get Drake May. They might get Drake May. Or maybe they prefer Jaden Daniels. Like, I just, I I reject the idea the Patriots are in a bad spot. And you know who agrees with me? I was flat. I almost, I say this a lot, I really almost drove off the road today. Please don't do that on your birthday. Gresh and I agreed. Whoa. Gresh and I, Gresh is like, you know, the Patriots really aren't that far away. I'm like, thank you. They're really not. They have a crap ton of money to spend. They have the third pick in the draft. That's not, they're not that Gresh far is away. Like they're two tackles away. I mean, no, that was part of his analysis. <laughs> it was. He's like, they need to draft a tackle. And I, I think heard, that was part of it. Oh my God. Gresh. The amount of excitement I heard over him talking about Van Pelt discussing running the ball on offense. Oh, we, we have the clip. We'll play it coming like, up. Gresh settle. Yeah. Let's say we had we had different reactions to that clip specifically, but we were aligned on this. 
We were aligned on this. Rich probably is too. I no. don't think. I don't think <laughs> that we're that. The Patriots are that far away. I'm with Gresh on this. I agree with Andy Gresh. The Patriots are not that far away from being able to fix things in one off season. They can be competitive next year. They can be a playoff team next year. I believe that. I believe that since like November. I didn't even need to see the end of the year and know where the Patriots were drafting. I believe that since like November. Subtracting Bill is a couple of wins right there. Spending some money in free agency. There's a couple more wins. If your quarterback hits, you're a playoff team. I think they're pretty far away. But not Gresh. I don't think there is zero with the quarterback position. I think there are other teams like the Broncos who are in a worse spot. I think the Broncos are in a worse spot than the Patriots. Yeah, who was Arkin? So the Broncos were the next lowest grade? Yes. That's it. Okay, got it. So the next lowest team was the Broncos. Yeah, Fair. Cleveland was a three. They were pretty low. They said Watson's been a disaster, um, and he's got so much money still left, and they're kind of stuck with him. The Colts are a five and a half. This is just the AFC, Pittsburgh's by the way. Pittsburgh's a two. Uh, the Raiders are a two and a half. Um, which I'm sort of surprised by. I didn't think Aiden O'Connell was any good, but uh, you know they got the Dolphins at six so and I'm a half. You, the Patriots, the Chargers are an eight. You may not like the list, but I mean, I don't. Just what the guys. No, I yeah. mean, the the Patriots are not. They're not in that bad of shape. Steelers are a two. And saying they're in that bad of shape, and saying I, we'll argue with Current about this, I'm sure coming up. But like saying they have three or four more years in the rebuild really cuts the crafts a lot of slack. There's no reason it should take three or four years to turn this around. None, zero, and that's cutting the crafts way too much slack. Uh, Steve yeah. is in Fall River on the Red Sox. Go ahead, Steve. No, 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 no. We're going to stay on the Patriots. Okay. You're, on, you're out of your you and you and Andy Gresh. You're out of your mind. How can they be a playoff team when they're firmly in fourth place? If this guy goes back to they the they draft Jets, a quarterback, they spend in free agency. It's simple. Um, hello. You're bitching about the quarterback you got in one of the deepest drafts, Mac Jones. How's that whole draft working out for everybody? Okay, but Steve, what you if got the last one? Steve, Steve, what if it? Hang on, Steve. Yeah, but what none if of the other ones are good. Either. Steve, what if it's 2020? It was, so the, the Mac draft ended up bad. What if it's 2020? All the quarterbacks were good. Burrow, Tua, Herbert, Jordan Love, Jaden, uh, uh, Jalen Hurts, they were all good. You said number three gets you somebody. You said number three gets somebody. Mr. Bisky just got cut. He was a number one pick. There's no, there's yeah. no guarantee you get Yeah, the, you know, you you know who was two in that draft? Mahomes. So, Thank so, you for listening. So sometimes the consensus number one ends up pushing a good quarterback down to you. Deshaun Watson, not good anymore, but Deshaun Watson was the number three quarterback in that draft. Okay? Uh, the fifth quarterback in 2020 is awesome. Jalen Hurts. Like, an MVP candidate before, been to a Super Bowl. So, like, Got him in the second round. Yeah, some years are better. I, yeah, I'd the Patriots rather, passed on him. Rather have Burrow. Okay, fine. I get that. But, like, in this scenario, you wouldn't get Burrow. So you'd be choosing between Herbert and Tua, or you'd get the third out of those guys. Like, I'd feel good about that. I'd rather have Herbert. Can you win with Tua? Can you win with Herbert? We have no idea. Like, neither one's the gone on any kind can. of run. No, they haven't yet. But I, I I would feel pretty good if either of those were my quarterback. I'd feel better about Herbert than two. I'm with you. Uh, Bill is in situation. He's situa. right, though. You and Andy Gresh are crazy. <laughs> That's true. Bill is in situation. Go ahead, Bill. Hey, hey, thanks for letting me on. I, I think you're being very naive. Uh, this is a very posmonious ownership. They, You know, look at the a average what? salary in the NFL. The, the average salary in the NFL is $180 million. They spend $130 million. The top teams spend between 250 and 280. This team has been taking the money, stuffing it in their pockets, okay, Bill. and laughing all the way to the bank. Bill, what you're saying, I think, is fair. What he's saying is parsimonious. Yeah, well, the word I didn't. Understand. I didn't know that one either. I learned but it. This is a very parsimonious. That's a great word. Parsimonious. Do you know what and it means? No, I have no idea. I already told you. I it thought he made it up. Unwilling to spend money or resources. Okay. Uh, I like that. I bet Curran knows it's it. It's a. It's, like a a highfalu- it's a highfalutin way of saying cheap. Yeah. yeah. So, I didn't know Gasper was calling under uh, fake names. <laughs> so I think what Bill and Situate said is fair. 
I didn't know I I didn't know the extensive vocabulary, but I think that's fair. If you're telling me the crafts are going to keep spending like they've been spending, you have no chance. You have, you have no chance if they keep spending like they've been spending for the last decade. 32 out of 32. I I think this is a this is a, you know, prognostication. I think they're going to spend. I think if they don't, you're screwed. Like you will not turn it around if they don't if they don't spend. 617-779-7937. We have Tommy Curran, NBC Sports Boston, standing by for our weekly chat at 3.30. You guys mentioned the Alex Van Pelt audio. Let's play you some of that. I, uh, I'm not as high on that as Gresh. We agreed very briefly. Now we'll go back to disagreeing. That's right after Trending with Arc. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're right back to it. Jones and Mego on WEEI. WEEI. As long as this group will always understand that we'll play for each other first and foremost, the most important guy on the field is to your left and to your right. If we can get that going, we're going to do some good things. I think a good coordinator does what's best for his players. I, I think a lot of guys will have scheme that they, they, they understand and they, they have familiarity with as coordinators. But if it doesn't fit the player, then, then how good is the scheme really? So a good coordinator will often take the strengths of the players that he has uh, play to their strengths while at the same time being able to protect them from their weaknesses. You know, I think running the football in this league wins games, wins championships. Quarterback play is a big part of what I believe in. Putting him in a, a position to be successful. And, you know, if you can make that guy be successful, oftentimes your offense is successful. So, look, I don't mean to pick that comment from Alex Van Pelt apart too much. Number one, I just, I really didn't know what he looked like or what he sounded like. I really, I really didn't know. First impressions? Well, I mean, in general, pretty schmeh. But there's one thing I latched on to is that it's 2024 and he's telling you running the football wins championships. I mean, you certainly have to be able to do it to an extent. Yeah, but is that, what, balance. is that what wins you a champion? I don't even agree it's, with it's that. It's not what won the 49ers championship you, with Christian McCaffrey. Do you, think, do you agree you need balance to win a title? I don't even agree with that. Yeah, I think you need a little balance. Chiefs you need you need dimensions of the game. Chiefs didn't run at all in that Super Bowl. Not at all. Patrick Mahomes did. Uh, no, that's fair. So the quarter, maybe your quarterback needs to be. Uh, there that, needs that's to be fair. some ground element. Fine, but it, it should be your quarterback more than anything else. Like your quarterback needs to do that. That I'll agree with. I, something tells me that's not what he was saying, but I would agree with that. I think he looks like a very kind man. I thought he kind of. This is this is probably are, insulting. Are you gonna be mean? It's probably insulting. I thought he looked a little like Charlie Weiss. Oh my god, I see it. Do you? Okay, I good. do. I see it. So I I watched that video. I'm like, why do the, are the Patriots blasting out a video with Charlie Weiss? And I'm like, oh no, that's Alex Van Pelt. It's the Peltsbury Doughboy. Uh, what <laughs> else? 
what else did he call himself? I forget what else he referred to himself as. Just the just the Pillsbury Doughboy. He kept Big yelling, "Dough your job, dough your job." That's what it was. Thank you. So, I uh, trying to figure out if he's wearing an ear piece or if that's hair coming out. I I don't know. No, he's got his ears pierced, obviously. No, an ear piece. Yeah, like 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 an, yeah. like an IFP. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't. I just don't want to hear my offensive coordinator list the running back before the quarterback. That's all. Like, I just, that's your philosophy. And I, I get it. That's kind of what Cleveland did. And Cleveland arguably was successful last year. I mean, they got to the playoffs. They won 11 games or whatever it was. And they lost their star running back, too. I mean. Yep, true. You know. And they got smoked the second they got to the playoffs. Smoked. Well, yep. he's also so strongly known as by a, a team by a team with a quarterback quarterback guy that maybe this is his way of saying like I do other stuff too. I just I, don't, I just don't call plays. <laughs> I do usually. Other, I do. I totally do other stuff I to- too. Guys. I totally do other. I stuff. do everything. So when it when it comes to Alex Van Pelt, jeez, calm down. For any offensive calm coordinator, down, Van Pelt. I don't want to hear. And I just I didn't like the order that he said there. Never mind the nonsense about running wins championships. I just don't like hearing when he's getting into his offensive philosophy because that's what we're talking about. We're like, what is their philosophy? What do they believe in? Who are these guys? Well, this is our first taste of it, and he's like, running wins championships, and he talks about the dumb running back before he talks about the quarterback. I, I don't like that. Well, he at least has a running back on this roster. It doesn't look like he has a quarterback. So, fair. They had the running back last year, and they didn't have the quarterback where to lead him. Nowhere. In a poor position, but they're hoping to get a quarterback. Also, the running back fell off last he had a bad year, which year. no one likes to talk That's about. Fair. But I also think he that hates he had a bad year. What do you want from me? The fact really that everyone's saying, oh, it wasn't that it bad. It was fine. No, he was great. He's okay. such a good player. He had a bad year. He's I mean, a, Jesus. He's a good player, is what I would say. I don't I don't want to overrate him, but he. I feel if he's your starting running back, you're fine, is yeah. what I think. He's not well, great. He's starting running back last year. Okay, but... You didn't have to fear the passing game at all. Like I mean, I just and they were they were constant. They 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 couldn't do anything offensively, and so right. But he's not the type of running back you can just hand the ball to like Derrick Henry or Nick Chubb or McCaffrey or whatever and rely on him to sure. win you games. But he, he was the only it. weapon teams had to pay attention to. Sure, he was it. And so I don't know. You can take away a run. You can take away any running back. You know, you can take away any running back, short of maybe Christian McCaffrey. You can take away any running back. Well, just to sort of tie this back to Van Pelt and what he said, the big crux of what I heard is that, you know, you tailor-make your offense to the players that you have and what you're working with. And right now, Mego's right. All he has is a running back. It's all he's got. Okay. Well, we think they're taking a quarterback, right? <laughs> we think so, but Tom, he's talking yeah. about right now. We're going to talk to Tom Curran in, you know, five minutes, and he seems to think they're taking a quarterback. So, good. Okay, fine. If he, if he adapts to what he has, great. I think he's going to have a quarterback. And I just think a lot of people say that. Oh, well, a good coach adapts to what he has. Well, do you actually do that? We're going to find out. But when he came to prioritize last year, did he? Yeah. He did? Yeah, the Browns. He did. I would say yes. The Browns did. He did? Yeah, well, he was part of that offense, wasn't he? He's part he of that offensive coaching staff. He didn't get a lot of credit for it. He didn't get much credit for it, but he was there with them, and he was somehow able with other people to patch it all together with five different quarterbacks mm. and get to the postseason. Don't act. I mean, it's not mm. like he didn't. He didn't call plays. Fine, but was he part of the offense or not? Yeah, no, he was. Okay. Okay, so he was a glorified quarterback's coach? I don't know. You can call it that if you want. That's sure. what he was. He wasn't calling plays. So he had, he had the title of offensive coordinator, but, like, it was just a title. So, no, I don't I don't really know what he did, Arkad. I have no idea. All right, well, Biennemi was there as the offensive coordinator for Reed, and Reed called the plays, and Biennemi was, you know, someone that was highly regarded. He didn't get any head coaching jobs, Look, but I people talked about example. him like he was a good offensive coordinator. He wasn't I like, good in Washington. I like Eric Biennemi. I was just going to ask you, Mego, how'd he do last year in Washington? Poorly. Okay. And, it, look, he had a bad quarterback. Like, I, I know you think that he's okay. I don't. Um, he had a bad quarterback, so that's a huge part of it. You're going to be judged by the quarterback play, and if you have a talented guy or not. So I'm going to... 
not going to put that completely on the enemy, but I wouldn't use him as an example. I just you can't possibly like that he when he starts talking about his offensive philosophies like running wins championships and he you're like the I thought we were getting away from that right you can't possibly <laughs> I thought, like that I thought Belichick walked out the door and this was going to be different well and everybody's like oh they all work with quarterbacks McAdoo works with quarterbacks Van that's Pelt works what with I've been saying I'll own and then, that I've and been then, saying that then he gets asked about his philosophy and he starts listing running backs like that I don't like that and I, I just feel like that's entirely consistent that's all I just I don't I don't like hearing that I had no idea what he was going to say I didn't like it maybe he's just trying to show different sides of himself. yeah I think running the football in this league wins games wins championships quarterback plays a big part of what I believe in <laughs> like one wins championships the other just plays a big part in what he believes it in. could also just be a bad at it it's possible. Do you want me to swap so the order said, and it'll yeah. sound better? Yeah. Hold I think, it, like, if they yeah. ask, yeah. they're sitting yes, there and they're, they're, swap, swap they're the sitting order. there and they're asking him, what do you think of the running game? And he goes, oh, running game, running, yeah, that wins games. <laughs> and then, you know what I mean? Like, and then they put it and out there. And then they go, like, what do you think about the quarterback? And he's like, I don't know. It's a part of my plan. Like, that's no. I don't think it's a bad edit. Maybe he's scared to talk about it because he doesn't want to show his hand that they're going to be real high on the quarterback. Oh, sleight of hand. Yeah. Maybe. This I is d- big brain stuff. You I, wouldn't understand. I don't. I didn't like this. Is big it. brain Alex Van Pelt does stuff? It, does it change in order? Uh, alter my opinion? I'm going to guess let's, not. Can we hear it? Well, let's. Uh, How does it sound? He's working on it. Hang on. Let's. Uh, let's. And also, just to sort of be like the quarterback's the most important thing in the world. You got to have the quarterback. Quarterback's the best. If you end up stuck with. Mac Jones this year, then that's going to sort of come back to haunt you. If you end up okay. not getting the guy that you want or, he you know, knows. drafting someone who busts out. It's going to then... come back to haunt you because you're going to have a bad Arkin. offense. He knows yeah. what, he knows whether or not they're going to have Mac Jones next year. And well, answer... he doesn't know which quarterback they're going to no, have. No, no, he, may, he may not know that. That That's fair. He, I bet they have a really good idea. I, I bet they have a really, really good idea. I sound good. <laughs> but I... He may not know who they're drafting, but he knows uh, if Mac's going to be on the team or not. I guarantee you. Sure, but I didn't decision. mean like Mac specifically. Like you don't know who the quarterback is yet. Is okay. The, point. the new and improved Alex Van Pelt. Is quarterback wins games, wins championships. You know, I think running the football in this league is a big part of what I believe in. Okay. Well, if you do that. Yeah, that's not really what we were asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. no, no, no. No, if you, if <laughs> you, that's fine. That Quarterbacks is what, win championships. That is what I wanted him to say. So that I like. Quarterback wins games, wins championships. Hold on. You know, I think running the football in this league is a big part of what I believe in. That's seamless. We, we need to be very careful here. I think we just created a deep fake. We definitely did. We just created well, deep fake media. Right. Well, we're helping the Patriots. I don't know if that's helping. You don't think that's helping them? That's We're basically AI right now. We yeah, created a deep fake. We're saving them from themselves. Their <laughs> their non-offensive coordinator, who's never called plays in his life, is like, yeah, I, running backs win championships. Stacy, have your people call my people. I think we can work on some stuff. Who's the, the best? Season. Who's the best running back? This in fo- feels very anti-democratic, and I mean small D democratic. Who's the best running back in football? Christian McCaffrey. How many titles does he have? Zero. Zero. But he was okay. also on a bad team for years. Okay. Well, he's was been on a good team last year. How many championships does he have? Uh, he has zero. Okay. I mean, he got there. Mm-hmm. He was close. He didn't have any. So, I don't know. Like, I just, that's not where I want it. That's not the first thing I wanted to hear out of the offensive coordinator's mouth. And, like, the Twitch chat's like, oh, shocker. Jones doesn't like what Van Pelt has to say. I mean, uh, fine. No, I fix it. It's fine now. <laughs> Jones just, likes Alex Van Pelt. I, Quarterback wins games, wins championships. I'm not going to sit here and be the person who, for a year plus, goes, it's all about the quarterback. And then the new offensive coordinator comes in and says, running backs win titles. And I go, ooh, I like that. I'm not going to be that person. I just wonder what the context of the entire... He maybe he just got a tough edit. You know, it's like when you're on Vanderpump Rules it's and not, you just get one bad edit. And you're no like, way. you made me look like a jerk. Tight, uh, bad edits exist. They definitely yeah. exist. 
but you don't say running backs win championships and then go, a quarterback is part of my plan. What if he sat there and he said every position wins championships? Because technically they do. Okay, fine. I, mean, I guess I'd like that a little team, better. Maybe not all fullbacks win championships, a but everybody else does. A qu- uh, running backs win titles and, you know, a uh, quarterback's part of my plan. <laughs> yeah. Quarterbacks win championships. Quarterback is uh, corner, somewhere on the list. Cornerbacks, they also win championships. <laughs> you know who else does? Safeties. <laughs> Gunners win championships because technically they're all part of a championship team. This to me Who's is the last great running back that won a championship? That won a Super Bowl. Marshawn was the first Marshawn one that comes Lynch. to mind. Sony yeah. Michelle. No, uh, look, look. <laughs> Might be Marshawn, I, yeah. The thing is, I like running backs. Like, I sound like I'm hating running backs. I bet I like running oh, backs yeah, more than most. You sound very high on them. But I just, I. You sound just completely. I'm not love. telling you they win before quarterbacks. And I'm not telling you you're running a, your way to a Super Bowl. You need the quarterback. Like, who is the last one to I bet it's Marshawn off the top of my head. Yeah, I think you're right. The last, like, who's going to the Hall of Fame, if Lynch goes there, but, like, that's even going to be considered? Probably him. Okay. Yeah. I'm happy we could answer that. (laughs) Like, that that seems like the guy. 617-779-7937. Let's go to the phones. John's in Revere. Go ahead, John. Yeah, hey, guys. um, I got a question about the NFL draft. Um, If we do trade down, um, a lot of draft boards are saying that uh, Joe Alt or Brock Bowers might fall. So nice. you could, you know, draft down from the third, um, maybe get Bowers or Joe Alt, and then you could pick up another second-round pick. Yeah, but then you don't have a quarterback. This Joe I don't Alt get. is the one that you have been, you know, banging the drum for this entire that's offseason. My guy. That's my guy, yes. Yes, yes. If you play him at right tackle, he Going can be. back, you were early on Joe Alt back I, in November. You were like, I don't know, maybe watch the Irish one <laughs> Saturday. And I was like, Jones, not everyone is a Notre Dame fan. Please relax. <laughs> If you play him at right tackle, you could refer to him as alt right. I have to be. <laughs> Whoa! I have to be one of the uh, the, the the millionth Stop person. It. Breitbart is going to aggregate us again. Know, First, we true. created a that's deep true. fake, to, and then you made up a nickname that's alt right. I'm trying to I'm trying to hoard in on uh, on Mego's aggregation at Breitbart. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. I just oh yeah, trade back and take the tackle. Ah, trade back and take a tight end. Okay, fine. I like Brock Bowers, and like you know, somewhere on the list you need a tackle. But who's your quarterback again? Like, what's the plan there? Uh, we can get to this and more with Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston. He joins us on the Harbor One Hotline, as he does every Thursday at 3.30. He's brought to you by Drains by James. At Drains by James, they give a poop about your pipes. And Tommy Curran, as we mentioned, joins us here on the Harbor One Hotline. What's going on, Tommy? Hey, handsome. How are you? Oh, that's so nice of you to say that. I, uh, I'm i doing well. He's uh, old. I am. I, it's, uh, I'm uh, another year older and much less wiser is, uh, is how it's going for me here. Uh, but, Tom, I'm curious about the Dynasty. We've read a few excerpts from it. Uh, I haven't seen any clips yet, though I'm very much looking forward to watching the first two episodes, which air tomorrow on Apple TV. You're a part of this. Uh, you've seen it. You were, uh, again, featured in it. What uh, yeah. what jumps out to you from the the experience and what you've had to, to see so far? That it cuts out the middleman in terms of, each episode is now in the hands of the individuals who lived it in a completely unreserved and unedited way. You know, if I, I can quote people, I can write things, I can, you know, have some sound that I am doctoring in a particular way in editing for a piece. But when you have a documentary that's discussing so in-depth all of these topics, you're kind of going to get the unvarnished <clears throat> and honest and open opinions. And, you know, I talked to the director, Matt Hamachek, who I think was on with Fresh and Fourier he earlier was. today. I talked to Bay, and he said, you know, the great thing about this is some people were very difficult to convince, Adam Vinatieri being a prime one, because 
they're like, well, why is this different from all the other stuff? And this is because they all ended up recognizing whether it's Brandon Lloyd, who's unbelievable in the Aaron Hernandez episode, which is a full episode unto itself, to Vinatieri, to Ernie Adams. They all just let fly. And that's what makes this different. I think they all understood, I'm going to do this one time. I'm going to say my truth and then see you later. And I think that's what makes this and sets this apart is there's no punch pulling. Tommy, you mentioned there the Aaron Hernandez episode. I think a lot of people, when they first got the trailer of this, they thought maybe it'll be a little raw emotion, but a lot of nostalgia because it is the dynasty. So it's looking back on decades of winning. Would you say that it's a very nostalgic series or should people expect a different tone and expect to feel differently about some of the people who they've regarded as heroes here? You're going to feel every feeling. You're going to feel incredibly nostalgic as you watch the first two episodes. You're going to feel nostalgic when you watch, honestly, I think one of the most powerful episodes is the Spygate one in terms of just you get to digest again how absolutely dominant they were. And there's no editing. And these guys are liberal with the F-bombs, both in talking to the camera. Nice. And both in talking to the camera and in the clips, Belichick is a walking F-bomb from the 07 season. And they have clip after clip after clip. But to me, there's nostalgia. There's plenty of times where, you know, the hair on the back of your neck will stand up. There's plenty of times where you're like, oh, I didn't know that. There's plenty of times where you will um, say that that's pretty effed up. And the Hernandez one is a pretty effed up one. I mean, Dion Branch is one of the most powerful interviews there in that he says, how could I not know? How could I not know? And because he was Hernandez's closest friend. And there's a million anecdotes in the Hernandez episode that are like, holy crap, he was a psychopath. How do you think Bill felt about the project? Hated it. <laughs> and I think that that's so biggest... that's so unlike him. I'm surprised at that. Well, w- what's going to be really striking for people is watching the first two episodes and seeing just how different Bill is in 2000 and 2001 than he is in 2024. I mean, obviously, he visually looks different, as we all do after 25 years of aging. When you get into your 70s, you're going to look different than you did at 45. But his... Tenor in 2000, while he did come in under, well, he's, you know, a misanthrope and he doesn't get along with anybody. I had a blast with the guy. I had a blast with the guy until 2017, just like everybody else. Why would have covering, covering him? Um, but the 2000 bill and the way he operated and the way he communicated and the way he went in depth and the way he explained things was a really, that's something you're going to be nostalgic about and say, oh, I forgot how how enjoyable he was and how frank and blunt he was, but how introspective and explanatory he was. Um, But, you know, this was a book written by Jeff Benedict. Jeff Benedict in large part explained to Robert Kraft, I want to write a book about the dynasty. I want to write a book that explains the vision of the three protagonists here. And nobody had really gone to Robert and said, I want to write it this way. I want to hear your version of things. So, I think that in telling that book story through Robert's eyes, it was frequently at least marginalized a little bit, even though I think it's a great book. It's, oh, this is this is Kraft's version of things. And you can, and I think the Belichick went into it believing that. 
and saying, I know how this is going to end for me when this thing comes out. But it's important to note that Belichick went in for those interviews in June or July. I can't remember which month it was. That was prior to the Patriots going 4-13. and That was them at a time when they hoped that the season would work out and Bill would be here infinitely. And Bill was already in a position where he just wasn't playing in this, uh, and you'll see it at length in this documentary, the number of times he says, I'm not commenting on that, or I've already talked about that, or just gives a blank three-word answer, and then the camera doesn't blink and just sticks on him as he adjusts his jaw. So there's a lot of that. I don't think Bill liked it. I don't think Bill's going to love it, but it is not slanted because when you have Matthew Slater or Devin McCourty or, you know, in giving a very unvarnished opinion that is unflattering to Bill on the way he created an atmosphere in the latter portions of the the dynasty. You can't really argue. This is not slanted. This is how they saw it, how they felt it. Did Bill feel a right to do that and say, this is the way I've always done it. I'm going to keep doing it. Absolutely. But did it work? No. Tom, just to swing it back to the uh, present-day team here, uh, we're about two months away from the draft, and we've heard all sorts of different uh, reports on what the Patriots may be thinking about doing. Any movement recently, and uh, are they leaning any particular way on uh, February 15th? I wouldn't say there's any movement in terms, Christian, of, hey, we've changed our mind, we're going to do this. I will say this. I'll characterize the team's mindset leaving Las Vegas as being very much comprehending the importance of coach slash quarterback. That's the foundation, or actually not, I wouldn't say that's the foundation. I would say that is what you have to have in order to win championships. Now, I don't know if they believe it's the foundation, but I did not miss the pointed nature of the commentary when I was there from people who would know that it's important. It's an important position. Quarterback is critical. Does that mean they're taking the quarterback? I don't know. Does that mean they're trading down? I think that Robert Kraft is going to leave that to his, as he calls them, gurus to decide. What's interesting is that if quarterback is important to your ownership and you feel as if you're in a probationary period, as Elliot Wolf and Matt Groh may feel, it's going to take some stones to say, yeah, trading down, taking Joe Alt. We're going to have two first-rounders next year. We're going to move up. Or, no, we're going to take MHJ, Marvin Harrison Jr. Because the easiest thing to do is, if you're in a probationary period, do what you believe the organization wants you to do. So that's very much present as we talk about, as I push back on the notion that the crafts are marionettes uh, or puppeteers, whichever it is. Mego, you could tell me. Um, I, I think it's, there is inherent pressure on these people to please their bosses. If I remember Sound of Music, it's the puppeteers who are working the marionettes. We know you remember the Sound of Music. Yes, I do. I don't know if you know this, Tom, but I have quite a liking for Captain Von Trapp. He's very much my type. We all heard. Those baby blues. Um, I, I'm wondering, after watching the Super Bowl, do you? Do you, I know you've been talking about the value of trading back and collecting assets and building out over a couple of drafts. Do you feel any differently about staying at number three and taking a quarterback high personally? As a guy who used to sit in your chairs from two to six, used to say, I watched that Super Bowl, and my reaction was, "You're making my point." <laughs> That Super Bowl, look, 
there's Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, and maybe you could have Peyton Manning in the same zip code, but Rodgers isn't there with Brady and Mahomes. He's different. He's Jordan. He's Gretzky. Brady is Babe Ruth in terms of what he has authored over the course of time, but you can already say that Mahomes can do exquisite things the way that Brady did. Brady's just resume is so far beyond. But you're not going to find Mahomes or Brady, and if you do, you're going to find him in a place you didn't think you were going to find him. Maybe 10th overall, maybe 199. But when you get them, you better have a team that you can afford to sit them for a year, like both of the teams did. And you better have a good team around him. And the Patriots were a good team, despite the fact they had a 5-11 record with Bill the first year, because they had all of those defensive players that I'm not going to roll through to save time. But they had a core. And then when Brady took over, the team improved because they got right with the salary cap and were able to add players. I look at this and I say, okay, the best way to build is like San Francisco or Philadelphia or even Houston, which was not just dropped in a quarterback and turned magically good. They added tackles and tight ends and wide receivers. and They had a personnel guy. So I think the point is, if you want to get to the Super Bowl and be sniffing around it, you get a better chance of doing it like San Fran or Philadelphia or even the Philadelphia of 2017 did than you do of trying to find Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. So that's why I argue. If you think Jaden Daniels can be Mahomes, Brady, or somebody like that, go ahead. But if you think that he might be turn, turn into can, cannon fodder, which I think there's a very strong chance of that, you don't want him to be another in the long line of guys taking on the top three who went to too bad a team to ever have a shot at succeeding. Okay, here's Tommy Curran. He joins us every Thursday here on Jones and Mego with Arcan on WEEI. Tom, we appreciate the time. We're looking forward to seeing you in these uh, these episodes of the Dynasty coming up tomorrow. Thank you. Do you, do you guys hate that take? Which? The last one. Oh, Building I, out like San Fran and Philly. No, no, no. I, I, made, I made a little bit of a face when you, you said Houston had a lot of stuff in place, but we've been through that before. I No, I want the quarterback. You know me. I want the quarterback. I'm a, sim- I'm a simpleton. I, I like, I like shiny not, objects. Don't. I'm not saying I don't. I just think they're not. I think they're going to think out loud next year. Okay. I agree with that. Well, we'll be talking about it a lot. Uh, we appreciate the time, Tom. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tommy. See you guys. All right, Tommy Curran is all our guest. Joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Good stuff on the dynasty. Good stuff on what the Patriots are doing at quarterback. Which again, are the Crafts telling uh, Elliot Wolf and Matt Groh and Gerard Mayo what to do? Maybe not. But are they making it clear what they want? They're saying you're a lady, you're a lady, you're a lady. Yeah, <laughs> like go. Go against the grain at your own risk while they move the puppets around, the puppeteers moving the marionettes. Isn't that how that song goes? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. With the little goats. Those uh, are cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the guy and the girl and then the goats. Yeah, but there's a his, lady goat his and a man mother, goat. His future mother in law. Oh yeah, are they all no, there's a goat herd too. Goat herd. The lonely goat herd. Yeah, but then there's also the goats have their own love story. The goats have their own love story too. Very sweet. That's true. Then there's that mother in law. Sounds like you need a real yeah, and the and then there's also a mother-in-law goat. Yep, just, who comes out a goat-in-law, and she's like, <laughs> yeah, just nag, 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 uh, for sure. Uh, anyway, that's Tommy Curran. If you missed Some any of it, things are real. <laughs> Odyssey app, check it out there. Uh, meanwhile, we have a little bit more information on what went down in the Super Bowl with both Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid and the coin toss. We'll get to that next. Now back to Jones and Mego on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime.
the broadcast showed you having a heated exchange with Coach Reed. <laughs> so heated. People are all over this. I mean, I get it. You cross the line. I think we can both agree on that. I can't get that fired up to the point where I'm bumping Coach and it's getting him off balance and stuff. I mean, let's be honest. The, the yelling in his face, too, is over the top. I think there's better ways to handle this. I love Coach Reed. Coach Reed knows how much I'd love to play for him. I'm not playing for anybody else but Big Red. If he calls it quits this year, I'm, I'm out there with him, man. He ain't calling it quits. Come on now. He's not. I immediately wish I would have took it back. Coach Reed actually came right up to me after that, and he just let him know, hey, man, I love your passion. I got cameras on me all over the place, man. He's letting you know not, not to be like that. Just fired me up even more to go out there and get a f***ing victory for him, man. Big Red, sorry if I uh, caught you with that cheap shot, baby, but damn, I love winning with you. New Heights podcast, Kelsey Bros, talking about what went down in the middle of the Super Bowl. I'm not reading <laughs> his new hip. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I mean, we all know Kelsey was in the wrong. I still feel a little weird. Like, it felt a little pandering by Jason Kelsey to be like, you were wrong there, man. You know you were wrong. And I'm talking about the yelling in his face, too, like, Come yell- on, buddy. Yeah, like I just felt a little It feels much. fake. If that felt fake to me, I agree. It feels fake. Jason Kelsey wasn't wrong to say that. It just felt very fake and forced it's, and it's, pandering. Well, it's fake. It feels like a construct. He's like, okay, so at this point in our podcast, I'm going to act like I'm organically bringing this up. Like, hey, come on, little buddy. You well, know that's not good. Well, exactly. And that's what I mean. Like, just like the, uh, you know you were in the wrong. But I don't know. I mean... He made a mistake. We all acknowledge he made a mistake. And Kelsey's basically like, yeah, big dogs got to eat. <laughs> fear in their eyes. But, like, he made a mistake and he said he was wrong. And so, I, I don't know. I mean, like, is, should any more come from this? Like, do we need, is, is there any more that needs to come from that with Kelsey and Reed? No, I don't think so. Uh, well, what more would you want? Well, as I'm saying, I mean, if he were like, you want to like a written again, apology like, on no, 100%, 100%. No, if something happens again, like, we should, he's talking about being on probation. You know, Do you want, it, like, an update that he's going into anger management? No, what I'm are you saying, talking about? I'm, I'm saying there shouldn't be any more from okay. it. I feel like people want more it's from a, it. I think it's already a bigger deal than it needs to be, well, honestly. It's a bad look. There's a lot of bad looks on the sidelines. Right. And so, to me, I, look, he crossed the line. And if he does it again, then there will be a track record. And, you know, furthermore, I, I feel like people wanted more from him. They at least wanted an apology if he were... Um, you know, deflecting in any way or, you know, trying to put blame on, like, something else, then I'd say, all right. He blamed the cameras. He did. No, 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 no. He said Andy Reid was saying there's cameras on. Well, yeah, he's like, yeah, me and it's me and Andy against so the cameras. So here's the only other thing they could do a little bit more of. Why why can't we just get the mic'd up version of what happened? Yeah. Like, is it so bad that we can't hear it? Because, like, well, that's probably just a lot of bleeps. Okay, but well, I'd like to hear it. Wouldn't you like to hear it? Bleep and bleep, bleep, bleep. Wouldn't bleep? you like to hear it? Yeah, of course I would. Me too. So that that that's about the only smoking gun that I see where I'm like, all right, I'd like to hear it. You think we're he, not going to hear it? That mic'd up episode aired the other night. We didn't hear it. I think we'll hear it. Okay, maybe eventually. Why yeah. Why wasn't it in the episode? I don't know. Maybe there was some other NFL films thing that wanted to use it exclusively. Okay, I have well, no idea, well, but look, I imagine we'll hear it. Let me give you an example of something we did hear. Only we do that. Can't unhear that. No, let me give you an example of what you did hear. They edited out Kelsey yelling at Reed. They edited that out. They did include the coin toss, though. And just you're going to hear a bunch of names. Oh, this is good. You're going to hear Mahomes in the beginning. You're going to hear, well, actually, you're going to hear Fred Warner and Mahomes. They're out at midfield in the beginning. You're going to hear Mahomes going back to the sideline. You're going to hear Kelsey on the sideline. Then you're going to hear a voice you might not recognize. That's Kyle Juszczyk, okay? 
So listen for all of this. This is how the coin toss went down the immediate aftermath of the, the Chiefs knowing exactly what they wanted to do and the Niners being clueless. You go with the toss? Yeah. Which way you want to kick it? They call it. They call it, right? Well, they got a coin flip. Yeah, they call the coin flip. Which way do you want to kick it? We want the ball, Fred. San Francisco, you are still the visitors. What is your call? Tails again. He called tails again. It is tails. Yeah, okay. oh, you want the ball? Which way do you want to kick? We're going to kick that way. San Francisco, we see first and overtime. Good luck, gentlemen. They want it. They want the ball. They wanted it. Hey, they want it. They wanted it, baby. We want them to have the ball. They want it, they can have it. That's obviously. Hey, that's even if we score a touchdown, they still get the ball. I didn't know that. We won the toss, we were going to kick off, too. We got what we wanted. Okay, so the, who was the last one? I forget who the last one was. Was that Kelsey again? Who was that? I think that was Kelsey. So, Sounded like him. Okay, so by the way, Kelsey's mic'd up. Kelsey, Reed's off mic. You can hear Reed talking to Mahomes in the beginning, but Kelsey's mic'd up. They want it. They can have it. So they didn't have to edit that out of the episode. They edited it out for a reason. That's the only thing I wonder about Kelsey, but largely he made a mistake. He apologized for it. What else do people want? Um, Use check in there going, oh. Hey, even if we score a touchdown, they still get the ball. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Like, guys on the sideline are like, wait a minute, what? I thought if we score a touchdown, we just win and it's over. And Kyle Juszczyk's going, I had no clue. Nope. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. We saw the comments after the game That's and tough. heard that. That's tough in real time. Okay, but time. didn't you assume when you heard it in real time that Juszczyk found out, like, after the game? The not, not literally two seconds after the coin toss. Right. Like, on the coin toss, they're all like, oh, wait a, wait a minute. Why this is are, our plan? They're, they're looking at each other like, why are they so happy? Correct. They're second-guessing it in real time. Mm. Why are they happy? We won. Right. Why are they happy? We're right. going to win. So, like, that, I didn't realize that. I, I knew that Juszczyk was confused on the rule. A lot of the players were confused and weren't drilled on the rule like the Chiefs were. Terrible look for Shanahan. That last I, voice, by the way, that wasn't Travis Kelsey. That was the special teams coordinator for the oh, Kansas right, right, City right. Chiefs. Right. And I left that part in the beginning to to really point out, like, the Chiefs knew exactly what they wanted going into it. All they needed to think about was what direction they're kicking. That's why everyone's all happy. Like, okay, take the ball, go ahead. And obviously the San Francisco 49ers had no idea what was yeah, going on. So I, is it Dave Tube at the end? I think their special teams yeah, coach name is. So that that was the final name. But Classic Dave Tube. Cla- such a Tube move. But They want it, they can have it. Like, they, they knew immediately, and the Niners on the sideline immediately were like, what? Why is that our decision? I assume they found out after the game. I didn't know they knew that in real time. It's brutal. So it's that brutal. That was worse. That was much worse. Uh, you guys can jump in on all of it. 617-779-7937. We'll get back to the Red Sox. Uh, we got more thoughts on the Patriots as well. But the Celtics, what's the gap between them and the rest of the Eastern Conference? How many excuses do they have, if any, if they don't come up with a title this year? And have they exceeded your expectations at the All-Star break? We'll get to that with your phone calls next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.